Brother Filbert Wynn has been a blessing to this congregation in many ways. He's been a, a blessing when he's come here. But Brother Filbert, we've got the Jamaican flag in the back of the church. Uh, as an enduring testimony that we've been involved in ministry down there. We supported an orphanage down there that, that Carla worked with at a time, but also the teams that have gone down and, and ministered with you and you ministered to them. You've put a deposit into our people. And some of those people have now gone and spread out into other places, but there's people here that still God touched and changed their lives and put a fresh deposit in them by being in ministry with you down in Jamaica. So we, we recognize and respect the gift of the Lord that he's put inside of you. And, and it's our pleasure to welcome you today and to come and minister just however the Lord puts on your heart. I know that God's got a word through you to us, but just coming from the throne of God. So just please come and minister as God uh, puts on your heart. We love you, brother. Good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. All right, so if we'll dismiss the children right now, that's all right. Amen. And while, they, while they're going, I just want to, well, before I do protocol, greet you the right way. I really appreciate our sister and uh, the testimonies and you know, sometimes when you come to church, and uh, you got to really let people know what God is doing. And um, you know, a few, well, two years, two years ago, I stand in church and I said, God, I don't want to do this church the regular way. And uh, I said, it's it's okay to come and you have a good message or sermon or whatever we call it. But I said, God, I sat down in the church. Everybody, everybody was gone. And I said, God, there's something that you want me to do and, and I need to know. And I sat in there and everybody left. And then when I looked down the road, I saw a young man coming up. And he says, uh, two, two of the guys was outside, he says, who's the pastor? Where's the pastor? And I says, here I am. He says, what's wrong with you? He says, I'm hungry. And I said, Lord, here it is. It's Sunday. And I don't know about, well, <laughs> America, what I learned is that Sunday, the, the Golden Corral is full and <laughs> all of these places. And today we're going to go over the Fellowship Hall. But that says in Jamaica, it's one day, if there's no other day that there's a big pot of good food that is cooked is in Jamaica. Rice and peas and chicken and vegetables and carrot juice and all of this. And I said, everybody left church and they're gone home. And here's this young man coming up. He says, Pastor, I'm hungry. And all I did was say, thank you, Jesus. I reached my hand in my pocket. I gave him some money. But I said, God, there is something that you want me to do. The following weekend, I take some money from the church. <laughs> I just tell him, I said, I need some money. And I just went, get some food. And we just cook. And we begin to go on the street. And we begin to feed the people. And the Lord said, this is what I want you to do. And so two years ago, well, last year, I just begin, we just begin once a month. That's where we could do. Once a month, we just begin to cook some food on a Saturday and just drive into town and just look for the street folk and we feed them. And I said, it began to grow. I said, God, I have a used stove. Somebody was about to throw out the stove and they said, Pastor, you want it? <laughs> well, I was going to say something about that, but. You know, sometimes some people, they want to give the church what they're ready to throw away. But I just, I just say thank you, and I took it. And I was doing a funeral, and one lady, she was from Florida, she said, I heard somebody said, you feed the street folk. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, the next time you do, send me some pictures. The mistake I make when I was sending the pictures was to send a picture of the old stove. What I thought was a mistake because I thought I want to send the boxes of food that lined up. But you know, in the background of the food, the stove was there. And she saw, she said, is that the stove you use? I said, oh my God. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh no, I'm sending you money to get, get a brand new industrial stove and a brand new deep freeze. So now we start a feeding program in Brownstone where two or three times per month, 
We just cooked the food and we just sent it. And I said, Lord, you know what? If you start this thing, and sometimes all we need to do is just start. From a start, I pushed my hand in my pocket. All I had was to give the young man and say, go get some food. And God opened up a door and now we're feeding people at least, at least twice per month. 50 or 60 boxes of food and we just go on the street and you know what Rev I enjoy that more than I enjoy preaching right now <laughs> I'm preaching now because I'm called to preach and I have to preach because I'm a preacher but I enjoy that walking down the street and blessing somebody else and that's why I say to people when I come to church and they ready to pick the offering up I don't care who spend it I know where I send it. And that's what, because the truth is, when she come up here and she share all those words and what God is blessing on her heart, and some folks sitting down right there saying, well, she can always share her testimony. I don't know who's going to spend my money. Don't worry about who spend it. Make sure you know where you send it. Amen? Well, I thought I'd just throw it in. God bless you. It's good to be back with you. Amen. It's good to be here. I greet my friend, my brother, who is my pastor this morning, Pastor David. Amen. And Sister David. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to be here. Amen. And it's good to have uh, two sisters that drove me over this morning it's it's a good feeling when you sit in the back of the car and two ladies in the front they're driving you so uh sister virginia and uh sister gloria amen and uh we came up well i just came up just for the weekend leaving on thursday we they had a surprise appreciation for sister mamie parker yesterday and almost blew her out because she didn't know I was in the country. She didn't know I was there. And then I walked in yesterday and she just. <laughs> but it was very good. And so uh, I told him and says, well, just just don't let me come for the weekend and I have nothing to do. So when they told me that I'm going to Wilson, I said, amen. <laughs> so I pull up at www.livingfaith.com and I get Impact Church. Praise God. And, 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 and Pastor David, I really, I really like, you know, what, what God is doing here. And I really think and I believe in my heart that you're staying right here and you're impacting the world. And you are impacting my church in Jamaica. You're impacting Brownstone. And I just want to encourage you to continue doing what you do. The need is there. I, I say to God, five years, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary. And I said, God, I've been preaching for over 30 years. And five years ago, you just set me down to pastor a church. And I didn't know it was so hard. It's a lot of work to pastor these folks. See how they dress nice and look nice. It's a lot of work to deal with some of these folk. And especially when you have them in your church where two of them look like the same person. And sometimes it's hard to tell who is who and which is which. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I want to share a word with you this morning. And I take pleasure in the word of God as our sister said. I love the Bible. I love the Bible. I love this book of books. I, 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 just, I, I just love it. You know, one man says, I, I love the thing more than my necessary food. And lately I've been reading the book of your namesake. I've been watching the life of David. And uh, I said to one group on Friday night, I, I do a lot of character studies. I like to look on the people in the Bible. And I, look to, I, I love to watch their lives and learn from them. And when you talk about David, he was a worshiper. 
David his writing and uh, and many times too I try my best to make sure the psalm that I'm reading is the psalm of David because he didn't write all of them but sometimes we just give him any one of them <laughs> but he didn't really write all of them uh, Moses wrote some of them but this one psalm chapter 8 Psalm chapter 8, and this, this ought to be, I think, is a favorite of, of, of a lot of people. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger when i consider your heavens and the work of your fingers the moons and the stars which you have ordained what is man that that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you are that you visit him you made him a little lower than the angels and you crown him with glory and honor and you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, and the birds of the airs, and the fish of the sea, that pass through the path of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. In all the earth. I want to talk to us a little bit about the anointing to excel. The anointing to excel. Father, thank you for the preciousness of your word. And I, I, I pray, God, that you will speak to the hearts of somebody this morning. Speak to the hearts of the leader that you have here and the leadership. And all of us who will hear this word in Jesus' name, amen. One of the things I'm learning in Brownstone is, is really to pastor the church and break away from tradition. And I'm learning every day. Get up this morning, getting ready to come to church and I take down a suit. Then I remember the voice of the pastor, the conversation that we have says, well, I'm not wearing a jacket tomorrow says okay sir so I, I just leave the, the jacket but I put the tie on but when I come in now I said wait wait ain't no brother in here with no tie man I'm gonna take mine off just feel relaxed sometimes we ought to come to church and just feel relaxed I, I we, we plan a Sunday in church one Sunday we call it dress down Sunday where we just wear jeans and t-shirt and one person come to church she said pastor I don't like what I see. You will always have them folk in church. So I said to her, just don't worry about what you see. Focus on who you can see right now in this. Jesus. Bible says, Moses endure as seeing him who is invisible. Sometimes we just have to take our eyes off the natural realm. I believe that God wants you to excel. I believe that God wants you to excel. I also believe that there's somebody else who don't want you to move in life. I also believe that there are times when God wants you to move and there's a devil who don't want you to move. But I don't know about you. I'm going, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I choose to believe the word of God and the word of God says I am blessed. The word of God says, I am moving forward. I must go on. And if God want me to excel, if God want me to succeed, if God want me to have success in life, and he say that in his word, then I'm going to believe what his word says. His word says, I am up and not down. His word says, and you know what I'm doing lately? I'm speaking the word of God over my life. I'm speaking the word of God over my marriage. And I'm speaking the word of God over the church. 
and I'm speaking the word of God over the body of Christ. I'm looking at people and I'm saying to you, I don't care what it look like now. Talk to me. I don't care what's going on in your life now. I'm seeing your tomorrow and I want to tell you that your tomorrow look much better than today. Your tomorrow look much brighter than today. And as, as I was sitting there listening to, to Pastor David, as he was talking about, sometimes we worry about the empty chairs in the church. But look on this building tomorrow when you're going to have to think about a bigger building. Because the one that you have now can't hold people. And you're going to have to do two service to entertain people. Because God says the moment that you move from your name and you're ready to impact people then you got to prepare to be impact so i'm not worried about and i'm not going to look on and i'm not going to dwell on my present position right where we are in brownstone i have to go i, I go in the office two days a week and i sit down and scratch the back of my head and said, please, Lord, please. I'm looking on this building. I'm looking on this property. And I'm saying, God, send me the money to buy the property. Send me the money to do what you want to do. And God said, do what you have to do today. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And sometimes it's natural as a man, as a human to worry. Especially when you're a male. Because you, you, you got a wife. And you got children. Children. You got children. See, children is Jamaican. Children is North Carolina. But sometimes when we begin to worry, God have a way of just stopping you. And sometimes you got to develop the attitude like David, not just waiting on God, but you stop yourself. Why so don't cast, oh my soul? Put your open God. See, interviews and appointments and sometimes even promotions and examinations and and all of these things we need success and when when you want to excel and when you want to be favored above others then all we got to do is root ourselves in the word of god and in the palm of god's hand god wants you to excel i am going to say that to myself god want me to excel I wish somebody would have said that. God wants me to excel. Say it again. God wants me to excel. Therefore, if God wants you to excel, then if you're not experiencing that at the present time, then just sit down, depend on his word, and tell yourself, I'm going to pray until it happens. I'm going to trust God until it happens. Because God is a man to his word. To excel in life, brothers and sisters, you must know what to do. You must know God's desire for your life. What, what does God want for me? He said, I know the plans that I have for you. He said, the plans that I have is to prosper you. The plans that I have is to bless you. The plans that I have is for you to excel. That's the plan that I have. Now, if God have that kind of plan for me, glory to God. I'm going to quit worry and I'm going to say, okay, God, I'm going to allow your plan to come alive in my life. And we got to have wisdom in the mind of Christ to reveal those things that God have for me. Now, one of the things that we must understand and I'm going to be talking about maybe one or two characters. But one of the things we must understand, like I say before, I am not looking at my present circumstances to determine my destiny. Look at somebody beside you and tell them, what you see now is not who I am. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Je what you see. Listen, don't judge me because of what you see now. 
people pull up in Brownstown and they look in this 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 uh, building that is not fully concreted is not we don't have carpet and we don't even have tile on the floor and we don't have all of that but we have a bunch of people in there who love God and I say to uh, one lady she said I heard so much about brownstone but when I come up in the churchyard I can't believe what I see I said well don't look at what you see now honey because where I am now is not where God wants me. Where I am now is not what God have for me. What you see now, wait a minute. Just wait one minute. Just, just give me one more prayer. Just give me one more day. I'm waiting on the Lord because I know my Redeemer live. I know the God who holds tomorrow. I'm not worrying about tomorrow. I'm praising God today because I know who holds my future. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Now understand that there are times when God, well, he knows your destiny. He knows your destination. He who he foreknew, he predestined. Predestined means organize your destination before. So he who knows where you start knows where you're going to end, although you don't know. Am I making sense? Now, I learned that right here is my position. Up there is my promise. But between my position and my promise, there's going to be some problems. Ay, 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 ay. I, I want somebody to get this. In other words, my present position, and God says, that's your promise. Somebody's there, right there. I ain't looking on him, but he, he heard what God said about me. He, he heard what God says about you. And, and, and he's sitting there saying, oh yeah, you, you think you're going to get there as easy as you think it is? But, but I ain't worrying about him. I, I'm trusting he who speaks. Help me now. Luke, Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8. And, and, and Jesus said to the disciples, let us go over. Oh, Jesus. Let, he said, listen, let us. Did you hear that? He did not say, I, I, I'm sending you over. He did not say, go on, I'm coming. He said, let us. Now, if let us is what I think let us is, and if I don't understand, let us, there's a teacher here. Let us mean is right there with me. Hallelujah. So if he's there with me, let us go on the, on the other side. And the Bible said, the next verse said, and as they set sail, there comes the storm. The storm did not come when, when he spoke. The storm came as they set sail. Many times the problem don't come when God spoke. The problem comes when you set out to do what God says. The problem come when you set out to obey God. But just remember, if he said it. So when the storms of life begin to blow, understand Christ is with you. Because he says, let us go. So, between your position and your promise, there will be some problems. But understand who spoke. Well, okay, 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 Pastor David. I, because I, I thought about this and I get up early this morning. And I begin to meditate on this word. And I thought about it. I said, well, if I'm going over by Wilson to talk to these people, I need, I need hardcore evidence. What's that? I need testimony. So, I, 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 in, in my preparation, I asked a few guys to testify. And so, the first guy that I talked to about his testimony is a guy called Joseph. Hi, 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 hi. I got to remind myself that I'm not back home because I cannot preach like I do back home. Joseph, Joseph says, my brothers. 
I had a dream about my brothers. I had a dream about my family. God told me that the time is coming. He came to my position and he showed me my promise. And he said between your position, you're going to be at a place where your brothers will bow to you. Your fathers will bow to you. Your enemies will bow to you. The person, the people around you, they will bow to you. They will come to you and you will feed them. You will be the head and not the tail. Don't look on your present position now. And Joseph says, I woke up and I believed the word. <laughs> I woke up and I believe it. Joseph said, but Philbert, the wrong thing that I did was share the dream. Sometimes you got to keep the dream. I got to talk to myself right now. Not everybody you can tell your dream. <laughs> because the truth is right here in this church. Pastor, please forgive me. But right here in this church, we got dream killers. Look at somebody beside you and say, he ain't talking to me now. You got to be careful who you share your dream with. You got people who will take your dream, run with it, and kill you. Now what's between his position and his promise? Joseph, take some lunch to your brothers. Okay, daddy. Peanut butter sandwich. And iced tea. Sweet tea. Ay, ay, ay. On his way. Well, here comes the dreamer. You can tell when people don't like you. And you can tell when people don't like what God is doing in you. They don't call your name anymore. They call you by your situation. And the moment they begin to call you by your situation, you can sense the spirit of envy. Here comes the dreamer. And they all plot, let's get rid of him, child. We can't keep him around us. No, no, no. We can't keep her around us. We got, but every, every group that plot against you, God will have in that group a Reuben. Look at somebody and tell them, God have your Reuben. When all your brothers and your sisters and the whole family that is coming up against you, God of somebody right in the family who will spare you. Reuben says no. Reuben says no. Don't, 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 don't kill him. Let's do something else. Let's, let's probably put him in a pit or bury him alive or something. And let's, let's, let's kill an animal. Get some blood on the coat that daddy gave him and take it home to daddy and tell daddy we're sorry. But you know maybe some animal kill him or something. Can I just tell you that while some people plotting against you, God's listening. I feel the Holy Ghost. And they did that. They bury him. Dig a pit and throw him in there. I want you to picture Joseph, the natural Joseph. Not the Joseph now who was in the spirit. No. Picture the Joseph now who is in a pit. I thought you told me. And that sound like some of us sometimes. Come on. I thought you told me that I'm going to be in the palace. I thought you told me that they're going to bow down to me. Then how come if you speak that word from my position to God Almighty, to my promise, then how come I'm in a pit? But when I studied Joseph's life from Genesis 35, 36, 37, 38 going up, there's a statement that I always see. He says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, if God spoke the word in your life, he'd be right with you to perform it. I don't care what you encounter in life. If he said you're going to excel, it doesn't matter what kind of road, what kind of endurance, what kind of blockage you come upon. Just know that God is right there to fulfill his word. Somebody say hallelujah. 
Now he's in a pit. Pastor Joe, David, I remember a little story my grandma told me of a man who have a mule. And he worked the mule for years. And it reached to the part in life where the mule can't work no more. But the mule wouldn't die. Can't work, won't die. Got to just feed them this mule every day. And he can't work. Got to do something. So he thought, well, we're just going to bury him. Although he's not dead, but he can't work. We're going to bury him alive. So they dig this pit, throw the mule down there. And with sadness in his heart, begin to pour the dirt to cover the mule. But the mule determined it's not my time to die. I'm not going to die this way. Well, while they're pouring the dirt on him, thinking they're covering him, every time the dirt hit his back, he shake it off. Whoo! Sometimes you got to be like an old mule because there's some people who want to bury you alive and they come with their criticism and they come with their news and they say bad things about you. But when you hear it, don't let it stay on your back. Shake it off. And some of us are so discouraged right now. I feel like talking to somebody. Some of you come to church. You can't even worship this morning. Because there's a bunch of junk that happened at home. And there's a bunch of junk that happened at work. And you come with all of that burden on your back. Do me a favor. It so happened now that this was a very deep pit. But what they don't know is that for every dirt that drop on his back and he shake it off. It's now under his feet. And he trampled. You recognize what's happening? I'm coming up with this old brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can criticize me all you want. You can say all you want against me. I'm not going to let it stay on my back and burden me down. I'm going to shake it off. I'm going to put it on my feet. I'm going to trample under it. And one day that hole is going to fill up. And I'm going to be right up here. I'm going to walk up to this situation. You might be in your pit now, but can I tell you, the anointing to excel, God says, you might be in your pit now, but you're destined for the palace. God created a way. Y'all know the Joseph story. There was somebody coming, a man named Potiphar, bought him as a slave. Now he's in Potiphar's house. And Joseph probably thought, yes, this is it now. Thank you, Jesus. Because here's this guy, the guy, I found favor. He said, Philbert, I found favor with the guy. The guy loved me. He made me a supervisor, a manager over everything he had. He went to war. He leave me in charge, Philbert. But I remember he left me in charge of everything except his wife. And she come. Boy, I've been watching you. Ooh. I watch you work. And I watch you work out. And I tell you what. My husband is not here. And I like what I see. Hey. Remember, at your position, when he spoke about your promise, he was listening. He's creating every avenue for you not to get to your destiny. But because of the anointing to excel that is on your life, the same God who brought you out of a pit, hallelujah, the same God will give you the energy to deal with Potiphar's wife. 
And watch this. She wanted to lie with him. She didn't get the chance to lie with him. So she tell a lie on him. If the devil can't get to lie with you, he tell a lie on you. And now, now, now watch this girl. Watch this girl. When he, he said, he said no, he ran out to there. She held on to his coat and she sit down. Now she changed. Potiphar wife come in and Potiphar come home. She, she said, I couldn't wait for you to get here. I couldn't wait for you to get here because that which you brought here and talk about you find favor and talk about who, who, how, how, how the hand of God is on his life. Him? No sooner than you left here, he make a pass at me. He did not only make a pass at me, he come all the way in my bedroom. How many of you in here, let me ask this. How many in here have ever had somebody lied on you? I mean a real good lie. I don't know if there's such a good thing as a good lie. And you don't, you don't. (laughs) Do you know that there's some folk who are good at telling lies? You wonder which university they go to learn to tell lies. And they are PhD doing it too. I mean, there's some folk who will tell a lie on you, pastor. And if you don't be careful, you believe the lie they tell on you. You got folk in church who will tell a lie on you, only God don't believe. She tell a lie and she got proof. She tell a lie and she got evidence. She said, she said, if you think I'm lying. Now, there, there's a statement we have in Jamaica and, and it's in, 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 in Patwal. It goes like this. It says, if you think a lie, me I tell. It's just, it's just simple. If you think I'm lying. But in part where I say, if you think a lie, me I tell. Y'all, y'all heard that? Now, ask Pamela, she tell you. If you think a lie, me I tell. In other words, it's just simple. If, if you think I'm lying. Pastor, I got something to tell you. Boy, and if you think I'm lying. Be careful of people who will tell you something and then they tell you that statement. Why would I want to tell you something and then think you think that I'm lying? And the moment you're going to tell me that you think the think I'm lying, I know you're lying. She said, if you think I'm lying, here it is. This is his, this is his coat right here. And that's all part of what? Come here, Joseph. Joseph said, but sir, no, 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 no. No explanation. Let's see if it fits. Yes, it's going to fit, but, but no, no, no. Let's see if it fit. And it fit, and that's it. And here we go again. I thought God says I'm going to be blessed. I thought he said I'm going to excel. Now I'm in prison. I'm talking to somebody that God wants you to excel. He's having you excelling, but every time you come upon an obstacle, you give up on God. Every time you face a situation, you give up on God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and and he will that's the word right there he will direct your path now joseph is in prison but the bible says even when he was prison in prison and the lord was with joseph he was a remarkable man he knows where god was taking him you got to know where God is taking you. Though you you were thrown in a pit and though you reached Potiphar's house and now you're in the prison, but just know that although I'm in a prison now, but I am destined for the palace. I want to tell somebody in this congregation this morning that God sent me to let you know that your palace days are coming. 
I said your palace days are coming. Somebody need to lift your hands and thank God that your palace days are coming. Don't look at my present situation. I might be in a pit now. I might be in the prison now. But God says I am destined for the palace. And if he make a way for me when I was in the prison, in the pit, if he make a way for me out of Potiphar's house and now I'm in the prison, the same God will get me out of this because he want me to excel. And you know the story? God used the same dream that he gave to him to let him excel. So God gave three persons a dream and I'm going to move. Two of the prisoners get a dream and the favor get the dream. And I love to look at the individuals that got the dream. It was the butler and the baker and the pharaoh. Well, why did God use those persons? The butler. Who is the butler? Do you know who was the work of a butler? He opened the door. Hallelujah. Did you talk about open door and open heaven this morning? Let me just tell you, God have a butler for you. God of somebody who is going to open up some doors. I believe that God is about to, I'm preaching to myself right now. I believe God is going to have somebody to open doors for that ministry in Brownstone. I believe that God is going to open doors for us to impact this community, impact this city, impact this 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 town and impact the world the butler opened the door and who is the baker glory to God there's a cake in Jamaica that I love it's called a black forest cake hallelujah I got to stay away from it because uh, yeah, but I love it but pastor I love it so much but I can't bake it but God of my baker. And then who is the Pharaoh? Pharaoh is the king, the one with the money. The Pharaoh is the man who financed the dream. You know the story. He had the dream. Joseph came, interpret his dream, and now destiny was manifested. Joseph become the governor for Egypt. I want to tell somebody right now the anointing to excel is up on your life and you're going to move. I said you're going to move. I said you're going to move. I want to speak it in your life. You're going to move. I said I'm speaking it in your life today. You're going to move. Somebody need to listen to me right now. God sent me from Jamaica to tell you you're about to move. You're going to move. You're going to get out of that prison in the name of Jesus. You're getting out of that pit right now. That pit that the devil created you are in there but you're not destined to be there you are crying there but you're not going to die there I believe promotion is coming Genesis 41 41 Pharaoh said unto Joseph I have set thee, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Who are we talking about? The guy that was in the pit. Who are we talking about? The guy that they lied on. Who are we talking about? The guy that they fired on his job. Who are we talking about? The girl that lost her husband, lost her family, lost everything and everybody thought this over but they reached to the point, glory to God, where God allowed the Pharaoh to tell him, behold, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. The anointing is on you to excel. I am telling you right now, destiny is coming to pass. In the name of Jesus, purpose is going to fulfill. Right here in this church, purpose is about to fulfill. And let me tell you something else. The devil can't do nothing about it. 
Pastor David, God's going to bless you and bless this church. And I just want to tell you, remember Philbert, when you get the blessing. And the Pharaoh says, a sister looked at me the other night and she says, get yourself ready because not everybody going to bless you as a Christian. <laughs> and I, I said, okay then. <laughs> and then she said, a young lady, one of the pastor's daughter, she just began to prophesy in my life. She says, not everybody is going to bless you as a Christian. I see people coming to you to give you money and they got whiskey bottle in their hands. And then she says, a raven is not a good bird, is he? But God used a raven to feed the prophet. I believe that when God is ready to bless you, when he's ready to bring his word to pass in your life, and, this is my favorite statement all the time in the New Testament. And it's just three or four words. And it came to pass. Listen, when that statement is made, hell. Do you remember who was listening? Hell can't do nothing about it. We're going to throw it in his face. And it came to pass. And then we use this statement, up in your face, devil. Somebody look at me and says, Pastor, I know you have a good heart, but sometimes you talk crazy. I walk in church, I said, I'm looking at the driveway, and I'm looking at Mercedes-Benz parking up in my driveway. I'm looking at some very expensive car pulling up in my driveway. Well, I'm sick and tired of people just putting a few hundred dollars in a tithes envelope. I want some people parking the churchyard where they're writing a check, putting in the tithes envelope with a couple zeros. Oh, look at, look, look at them looking at me funny. Pastor, you, I, I don't like how you talk sometimes. The last feeding program that we did two weeks ago, Rev, I was, I was ending a lunch. Well, one of the young ladies, she, I says, see that guy across the road there? She said, no, 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 Pastor, no, no, I'm scared of him. Pastor, we can't give him the lunch. No, Pastor, he's gone. I said, give me the food. She handed me the food and she grabbed, she go like this. She said, about. I said, what you doing? She said, Pastor, I'm covering you. I said, thank you. I walk over to the guy. I said, how are you, man? But we said in Jamaica, we said, what go on, man? What go on? And he 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 look up at me with a with with a, I says, Calm down, man, me bring food. And then he said, Oh, thank you. I hand them the, the, the lunch, Rev, and I walk back to my van and I said to them, I said, you know what I want? I am seeing the days coming when I don't, we don't have to drive out here, but as crazy as you think they are, they'll know that on a particular day, they're going to leave where they are and they're going to walk up to the church because it's lunchtime. That's where my heart is. That's what I'm praying for. And my some church folk tell him, Pastor, you're crazy. I say, yeah, I got crazy faith, but you're going to see it come to pass. When they know, I said, God, just like oh, you send this one young man to walk up in the churchyard and says, Pastor, I am hungry. I said, there's going to be a time coming when I walk up here and I tell y'all, cook. They're coming. What did I say? Cook. They're coming. We're not going to go to them. But they know. Somewhere in that crazy part of their mind. That I'm rebuking the devil. They're going to know. It's lunchtime, And I'm going up the brownstone lifeline. Look at somebody and tell him your destiny is about to be fulfilled. 
brothers and sisters, if the anointing is on your life to excel, then just like God do it for Joseph, he's getting ready to do for you. If the anointing is on your life to excel, then my God, I don't have time. Uh, I asked Joseph and I asked Daniel. Daniel said, Philbert, don't let me start. Daniel chapter 5, 14. God give Daniel an excellent spirit of wisdom. He excelled as a slave in a foreign land. He stood for God. He stood for his God. He refused to do anything. He, he and his friend, they refused to bow to anything in Babylon. God excelled them. Solomon was excelled in wisdom and great knowledge. God gave him riches and honor above everybody else. He reigned. His reign was most peaceful in Israel. The richest king and queens came to pay him homage. Why? Because God's anointing to excel was up on his life. I want to declare a few things over your life before I take my seat. I want to declare to you the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, 13, and the Lord, the Lord shall make thee the head. Come on now. We are a part of Impact Church. God says you can't impact anybody if you are the tail. God says I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. God says I'm going to make you give. I'm going to make you lend and not borrow. He said thou shall be, thou shall be, thou, you shall be above only and not beneath. I'm declaring the word over your life. He said if you, you will hearken Arken unto the command of the Lord. I will command thee this day, and you will you will excel. Listen to me, church. I refuse to allow the angels of my blessing to depart from me. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm gonna say that again. I refuse to allow the angels of my blessing to depart from me. Don't let the angels of your blessing depart from you. Glory to God. I, I want to let God arise in my life. As a matter of fact, I want God to arise in his hunger and fight my battle for me. Hallelujah. And today, I'm praying right now that the Lord will bring honey out of the rock. God is good, isn't he? And there's a scripture that I came upon the other day. He says, I will hasten to perform my word. Y'all didn't get that. God says, I speak the word and I will hasten. Can somebody just lift your hands and say, hurry up God. How many want God to perform his word in your life? Come on. Come on. Come on. He said, he said, I will hasten to perform my word. I will hasten to perform my word. If God said it, he's going to do it. Somebody lift your hands and say, I'm moving forward. Come on, say it again with everything in you. I'm moving forward. And guess what? In moving forward, I am praying God to, to remove every endurance, remove every stumbling block, remove every blockage, everything that blocks, everything that enters my blessing. Come on. If God have to send the angel Michael, oh, glory to God. Because guess what? Gabriel, Gabriel, oh, Jesus, Gabriel is coming with the answer. When I talked to Daniel, Daniel said, I pray. God says he's going to bless me. God says I'm going to excel. And then for three weeks, man, I'm praying. And nothing happened. And all of a sudden, the angels show up with my package. He said three weeks when I started out to pray. He said I was coming. But I was withheld by the Prince of Persia. But God sent Michael. I believe that God is saying, Michael, right now, to release your blessing. God is sending the angel, Michael, to release that which he has for you. You somebody lift your hands and begin to praise God right now. 
We are clearing every blockage. We are clearing every endurances. We are clearing everything that want to stop my blessing, that want to stop my endurance, that want to stop me from excel. I'm clearing that. I am endurance every endurances. I said I endure every endurance right now. I endure every endurance. I block every blockage in the name of Jesus. I block every blockage in the name of Jesus. I clear every block road in the name of Jesus. Everything that wants to enter your destiny, I remove it now in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the devil. I rebuke the hands of the devil. I said, devil, you fight all you want. I declare over you, you can never win. You will never win in the name of Jesus because the anointing is upon me to excel. I am moving forward. Somebody declare I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I break the back of the enemy that want to end my breakthrough in the name of Jesus. There's some of us can't excel. You know why? Because of buried and imprisoned potential. But today, right now, I, I speak to every imprisoned and buried potential to comfort right now. Comfort in the name of Jesus. Ministry, comfort in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough in this place. Potential that is buried to come alive in the mighty name of Jesus. There's some stuff that God speaks in your life that he wants to do. And the devil come and want to put that in prison. The devil come and want to bury that. But today, I call every buried potential. I call every imprisoned potential to come out and come alive in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hands and receive it right now your potential is coming to life your potential is coming alive your potential is coming alive every unburied every oh jesus every buried potential she got listen i refuse to reap any satanic harvest in my life. The harvest that I'm about to reap is a God-sent harvest. It's a harvest of blessing. It's a harvest of anointing. It's an harvest of renewal. It's an harvest of fresh fire. We're not going to reap any other harvest but that which God Wants for this church. No other harvest but that which God have for you. I'm going to close with this. I realize that something is offered over the body of Christ. I walked in church about two, three Sundays ago. My wife, uh, mother passed and uh, we went to the country and, and buried Jackie's mom. And I leave leave her in the country uh, that Saturday and she, she just they just thought all the sisters come home. And they thought, well, it's good to spend some time with Papa. You know, so she said, there I'm going to stay. And we left her. And when I walked in church that Sunday, I was sitting on the pulpit. And the Lord spoke to me and said, there's a spirit of discouragement over the church. And, and, and right, just, just they, they were right in praise and worship. And I just watched the first two songs. And I said, uh-huh. And I just walked up with the microphone. I said, give me a minute. I said, how many of y'all really in there? really feel discouraged and this is how i see some people respond if i see some people go like this i said that devil is a liar sometimes we get discouraged because that which god speak in our life we can't see it 
and we are not seeing it yet and we're ready to give up and the devil ready to discourage but today 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 I'm going to war against every discouraged spirit in here in the name of Jesus everybody stand up on your feet and lift your hands right now everybody everybody I am not the open up your mouth say I am not discouraged come on speak it I am not discouraged in the I want you to speak it out to your spirit I am not I'm not discouraged. I'm not discouraged. Come on. Say it about three or four times. C cement it in your mind. Cement it in your spirit. Cement it in your spirit. I am not discouraged. There's some stuff that I want to do. And my God, I can't see it. There's some. There's, there's a contribution that I wanted to make to the church. And I can't. I really think I could have do it this month. And I can't do it. And my God, this thing is discouraging me. But I refuse to be discouraged right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I got some plans and I thought that the plans were going to come forth. And right now I can't see my way out and I'm discouraged. But I rebuke discouragement. I rebuke discouragement in the name. You will excel. You will move forward. You will go on. There is a next level of blessing that is coming. God says you will get to your next level. No discouraging spirit will enter you. That devil is sending discouragement on the church. Sending discouragement in the body of Christ. People are giving up on God. Some folk there just sit literally discouraged because I'm not seeing my prayers being answered. I'm praying and it seemed like my prayer hit the ceiling, hit the roof, and it come right back down. You, you, you're so discouraged right now that you even give up on praying. I thought you said in your words that you will supply my needs. Well, well, how come now? Well, throw your hands in the air one more time and say, I refuse to be discouraged. Say with me, my destiny will be fulfilled. Come on, say like a minute, my destiny will be fulfilled. I will excel in the name of Jesus. That which God has for us to do in this time, we will do it. That which God has for us to do in this time, we will do it, Brother Proster. I'm not going to look on the present economy in Jamaica. No. If I have a look on that, I'll quit. If, if, if I ever just look on the present economy, listen, David said, I will lift my eyes unto the... Some of you need to change where you're looking. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble, Virginia. Stay, stay with me now. Because you have some folk, they looking to Washington, D.C. <laughs> Y'all better be careful. Oh, you better don't say anything about my prayer then. I just say Washington, that's all I'll say. I'm not looking on the present economy in Jamaica because it is messed up right now, but I'm looking to God's economy. If you look to Washington, brother, you're not going to impact North Carolina and the world. But we're looking to the his. David said, that's where my help come from. 
Oh yeah, that's where that's where my help comes. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this word. I'm gonna stop. I feel like stop right now. Yes. Thank you for speaking into the hearts and the mind of the people. Thank you that the anointing to excel is released right now. <laughs> Thank you that you've spoken a word to encourage your people. Somebody in this building today is discouraged, but as of this moment, they head in through one of these doors, encouraged. They head in out this building, encouraged, built up and pumped up and ready to go. Father, thank you for this word that somebody's walking out to here saying nothing can stop me now. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to say what God called me to say. And Father, thank you for your word to perform it in the name. I, I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to lift, touch anybody. I want you to do one more thing. Just lift your hands. And I want you to make one strong declaration over your life and that's it. I want you to, after when I count to three, I want you to open up your mouth and just declare, I will excel. Just say that out of your spirit. And that is going to knock everything else, knock it on the floor. One, two, three, come on. I will excel.